This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. He gets the snap. He wants to throw it. Late rush. He throws it down the field. Intercepted at the 30. 25-20. Make a Fitzpatrick goes into the end zone for the Pittsburgh. Well, we got a marker down on the play, so hold on. There is no foul on the play. The ruling on the field is a touchdown. Oh. And this crowd is stunned with the Minka Fitzpatrick interception for the score. Ball is down. The kick is on. It's oh, blocked. Kick is Minka. blocked. Minka Fitzpatrick blocked the kick. And we have a tie game with two seconds left. Well, well, well. From A to Z, from Minka to Fitzpatrick, we saw a complete performance from number 39. And I know he was talking, Max, about last year wasn't quite the year that he thought. You know, I look at it and I go, well, you know, it's, it's funny because um, I think I, I look at the NFL Network's top 100, and they had him at 52 last year. They didn't even have him in the top 100 this year. What do you say about a guy who start almost started the game with a pick six and finished regular uh, the the uh, regulation time with a blocked extra point to save the day? That's about as complete a performance as I can imagine. Sign that man up. Sign that man up for AFC Defensive Player of the Month. I want his stats submitted for a monthly. He did two weeks worth of work in one game. Yes. You know what I'm saying, Wolf? Yes, yes. The man, the man deserves overtime. He should be like, you know what? I know the game was on Sunday. Some people count it toward the previous week. Some people count it towards the next week. You know what? We're just going to count it for both weeks. How about that? Boom. Time and a half. Off. Done. We picked the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for the next two weeks. So that that's how much work he did. I mean, 14 tackles. Like you said, a pick six. A block kick at the most crucial point in the game. You save the game without a cape on, right? I, I don't. I don't even know what else to say. I mean, yeah, Minka magic. I mean, that, that, that's that's all you could say. So, I think a, a, a truly, truly deserving honor. I mean, a guy who just like you said. I mean, he 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 had a down year last year. The responsibilities changed a little bit, and obviously, with a lot of the defensive shuffling, his responsibility as a team leader right, kind of changes, and you're trying to do more than you can. And you come back this year, you settle down after that year, and you settle into what your role is, right, is to be just, just be Minka. You go be Minka, and you know what? That's going to be enough. And guess what? It was more than enough. His cup overfloweth with production. <laughs> and our joy overfloweth as well because of Minka's <laughs> his production. Yes, you're exactly right, my friend. You know, I was thinking about it when, you know, Minka was talking about really being dialed in and focused for this game, and I didn't really take into context the fact that he got snubbed from the NFL's top 100. You know what I mean? Now, I, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is, and it's one of those arbitrary things. that, But it's something that you can use, I'm sure, uh, if you want to put a little chip on your shoulder, if you want to be a little demonstrable in uh, your desire to um, make people uh, rethink their evaluation of you as, as, as said player. And one of the things I, I think about it is Mike Tomlin always talks about the guys that make the plays in the weighty moments, the weighty moments of the game, 
And there's not much bigger than when you pull something off like a pick six, two two minutes and 17 seconds into the game. That kick starts an offense that just went three and out and has a history of slow starts and three and outs. Okay, you take it into your hands personally, you pick six, and then you put the cape on, and when they need you most on the last play of, of regulation time, you come through and you make the block. Those things alone say what a great and awesome player this dude is. Oh, I mean, it just it doesn't even begin to describe just well, slightly, exactly just slightly a little bit. You know I, what I mean? But, come on, but I mean, come on. It, I just went through it, that it, whole it, diatribe, it, okay? It, it, well, it, I mean, because it, be, it begins to give you insight, but when you look at it, I mean, it's just that's just how meaningful he is to that secondary, right, you know, right. and when he's allowed to do what he does. It, 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 it's 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 remarkable it's remarkable it's it's pretty darn awesome and you know I, I mean he's well deserving of this and this is the minka that we've known about that the reason why the Steelers traded uh for him from the Dolphins and he's j- all he's done is produce and even though people were like oh his numbers were down and like you said he got snubbed from the top 100 a year ago um you know we knew his value it's just it's a shame that people really cared about numbers so importantly that you can't even just see the player and the things that he did to support us without making the tackle. Him funneling something towards somebody else. His presence making a quarterback not want to throw in his direction. Right? Those are the those are the intangible things that he brings and now we're just seeing this defense is humming right now, you know, with all of with all the players that it has, the depth the rejuvenation that it has, and they're, they they seem to be on a revenge tour. It, it's just it's just only heightened the senses. You know, it's like it's like awakening his mutant X ability. Yes, you know, from X Men. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, that's excellent. You, you, anytime yeah. you get the uh, the X Men in there, I think that's always appropriate. You know, so just something yeah. that you know. I mean, it just kind of colors the the picture for me. Okay, yeah. and I think Minka doing what he did was just such a. Um, uh, such a demonstration of what he's capable of doing and why when people, when they started off, you know, people questioning, should Kevin, uh, you know, Kevin Colbert back then, he was the GM, you know, should he have traded a first? I, it's like such a no-brainer when you see what this guy's done. And, yeah, you're going to have ebb and flows over the course of a career. You're going to have adjustments such as last year when the Steelers' run defense was not up to snuff. So what do you got to do? You got to bring Fat Fitzpatrick up to play a little bit in the box, right? Well, what happens? Well, he doesn't have the opportunity to make the game breakers like he has in years past. So I look at this and I go, but to be able to come out and, and – do so in such a demonstrable way and again the weighty moments i just people like tj watt people like minka fitzpatrick they have that weighty moments thing about them where when they're needed most when the stage is the biggest and the brightest and the hottest boom these guys they don't fade they grow no they don't they don't shrink those a a players play a games and a moments right i mean yes that 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 that's that's what they're there for. He he is absolutely he's an A plus player. Um, so yeah. he played he played A plus ball in an A plus game because all division games, no matter what the other team's record is, is an A plus game because you must dominate your division before you can think about any other aspiration. Right, Wolf? Yes. You don't even don't even. The, I know where the journey ends. It's the sticky Lombardi, right? It, it's it's that. 
is is it's actually out here. The journey ends in Arizona. It ends by my house um, <laughs> this, this season. Um, but you must clear the woods, and the woods is your division first and foremost before you can look in any other direction. No question. And he's going to do that. And he's going to do that. And, and, and I, I think that that's what true leadership is. I know he didn't get the captain's tab, um, you know, this year. But you you best believe he's a defensive captain. Yes, he's a guy who, who he's a guy who leads. Who's not only a vocal leader. Remember when we watched him when he was out of practice, Wolf? Yes. Sitting it back there in the secondary, he was sitting next to Ike, talking when guys were when guys would come out of out of, out of the drills. They go straight back there to talk to Minka and Ike. Yep. Remember that? Yep. That's what leadership looks like. And that's where it's now paying off when we're talking about this production is no accident. It's not, it's, it's, you know, this isn't like, oh, my God, this guy ate his Wheaties. He slept 12 hours. He stretched. No, <laughs> this, is, this is a habit that he's created. And this is just a payoff of that habit. You know, the thing that's amazing to me about it is the fact, well, you take, just take his 14 tackles, okay? Most of them, out of the 14, what, 10 of them, they're solo, right? And mm-hmm. in between, you know, you go, again, from the A to Z, from the Minka to Fitzpatrick, as I like to say. Uh, you're talking about a guy who ran down Joe Mixon on a 31-yard run, right? And he also came up to stop Joe Mixon for less than a couple yards, though he was 15 yards deep in the secondary at the snap of the ball. But he gobbled up all that ground between him and the Mixon, and he comes up and makes the play at the line of scrimmage, putting him in the dirt with authority and with a thump and tackle. Those are the type of things that I don't even know how you begin to quantify that in how um, how excellent a player is other than just sit back and go, man, I'd like to rewind that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And, and the beauty of our film watching, Wolf, is yes, we get to rewind that. That's and it. We get to watch it. <laughs> we get to see all of that glory. But you know, it's one thing, but it's also a very cool thing to take that in live, right? Yeah. To see oh, yeah. in the moment the just the reaction that it incites, because not only was it exciting for him, that sideline erupted. Oh, when, yes. when, when he made the play and then further erupted once he actually put it in the end zone. And then, I mean, to think about how much joy you brought your teammates mm-hmm. at crucial points. You do it right at the beginning of the game, then you finish out regulation in the game. It's, he was like sandwiching. He, he, he was like a good bakery bun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you go by the bakery bun and you load it up in the middle and then, bam, you got to put bread on the ends, right? That's what holds it together. He was the bread in that situation. You know, it's a, for whatever reason, you just triggered a memory. I was uh, when I was in Minnesota, you know, up there. They had the Mall of Americas, and they had this one sandwich shop, and it had the Dagwood Bumstead. You know the the oh. you know I mean the sandwich that had like I don't know ten layers on it or something. I mean it was yes. it was piled high. I had one of them, Max. It was absolutely oh. delicioso, baby. I'm telling you that was. That was a lot of fun, although it took me a while to walk around in the mall to kind of work that thing off a little bit. Well, you had to get over the meat sweats first. You had to control your, your endocrine system and then, you know, get the, yeah, get yourself back to normal. And then you, then you also had to fight the nap that was ensuing. Because oh, you know yes. there was turkey in there, so there was tryptophan in there. 
So you t- you took your own sleeping pill right there with that Dagwa. Well, there's no there's no doubt about it, man. I mean, it was just absolutely phenomenal. I got to tell you, it was. I mean, you know, did you ever been to the, or see the Mall of Americas up there in, in oh, Minneapolis? Oh yeah. So yeah, um, you know, it's funny. I went there. I had I had a Monday night game, uh, a Monday night football game with uh with Westwood One mm. when I first got into broadcasting right after I retired. Okay. And I got there early so I went and saw my Uncle Joey. Oh and, yeah, uh, my, Joey my, Browner. Yeah, so my Uncle Joey uh my Uncle Joey took me to Mall of America the first time. We had lunch there. Uh-huh. Um, he didn't the take game. you to, he didn't take you to the where uh they had the Dagwood Bumpstead though. No, he did not. No, cuz my Uncle Joey he's he's a big sushi guy. Oh, is like he? He, lo- he absolutely loves sushi. Ah. So there was this there was this restaurant near the mall, and I was like, "Well, I've never seen this mall." So he was like, "Hey, let's just go in and just walk around for a little bit." He's also, you know, he also lo- loves exercise. So, he, so we walked around the mall like it was exercise, and then we and then we left and went to the sushi restaurant nearby. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Every so it's funny. Every time I go, every time I go to Mini. I my I always go I always have uh, sushi with my uncle before the games. Oh, that's excellent! So, yeah, because yeah, but works. last year last year when we had the Thursday night game, yeah, yeah, I went oh, had sushi. Yeah, okay. I went had sushi with him. Okay, yeah. yeah, he came picked me up from the air, from uh, the hotel. Absolutely, now I remember that. Okay, well, here's mm-hmm. you know the whole thing about it was I was just overtaken by the Bumstead sandwich, you know, da- the Dagwood, whatever they call that thing. Uh, it was huge and ginormous, but you know it is also representative of the game that Minka had because it was huge. It was ginormous. You know, I thought it was funny because Larry Ogunjobi said this. He said he was flying to football, making plays. I just knew what it meant to him. And, I, you know, I think that there has been this understanding amongst maybe some of his teammates there that he was a little disgruntled maybe with being off of the NFL's top 100 players. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean – it's one. It's such a fickle thing, you know. When you pick that top one hundred, right? It's it's a lot of recency bias, and yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and also some feelings, right? You know, on who on who deserves it, who should be on. And it's like you had to think about the cumulative effect. And, and you know, this is where you know you and I also talk about how PFF kind of grades. Yes. Um, yeah. There you go. That that that's where it is. Like, there's no measure for impact leadership. And those those intangible, unquantifiable qualities, right? Right. Because if, if if you are a guy that is feared, especially in the secondary, they're not throwing towards you. So how can you get stats to become this obvious player, right? I mean, I look at a guy, you know, that might be a DB that gets a whole bunch of interceptions. It's because obviously a lot of teams didn't respect you. That year, right? right? Yep. Because yep. they kept throwing on you, <laughs> right? They kept after you. <laughs> but when they, but when they respect you and they don't throw your way, how are you supposed to get the stats? That's a great. Point. You know? Yeah, I mean that really is. So yeah, so that that's where that's where it, like it, it's it's the confounding thing about it is like, well, I'm that good, and you know the guy did not have. It. I mean, for us as offensive linemen, it's a little bit easier, right? How many sacks did you give up? You know, and, you know, it depends on also what protections you run. If, if I run slide and I'm into the slide side, Ooh, that's I better not be giving up. You know, yeah. well, I'm saying like, like I'm the guy that everybody is sliding towards. Like I'm in the middle. Like oh, if I'm oh, a left oh. guard. You're talking about a wall. And we're sli- what we're yeah, calling? like a wall. Okay. I thought you were yeah, talking about a, a molly, which we used to call slide. Oh, no, no. Okay. So, so yeah. So what we call molly is dual. 
Okay. So that's dual protection. Yeah. So that's, that's what, what the, we call yeah, the slide. car has a double ring. Yeah. Yeah. So slide protection for us is they're sliding the lineman in the direction. Okay. So that's what we call wall. S- okay. So yeah. So if we get that and you're like a guard in that, well, I got protection. My center's looking my direction. The tackle's giving a hand. Yep. I'm like, I should be good, right? Yes, no doubt about it. And it and it's different than a Molly. So I'm saying, how can you judge that guard better than a guy who's who's taking a guy on? They said, hey, guess what, bud? We got too many problems here. You you're one on one with Aaron Donald, and you only gave up one sack. That's a hell of a game. <laughs> but they're going to say, oh, he gave up a sack, right? Yes. I mean, so so that's so that's my diatribe about it. Is that it's such it's such a fickle thing with no true measurements and I don't know who the guy is running the formula okay yeah that makes more sense you know because I again if, if you had to think of this in kind of this way it's like you said make a put in like two weeks worth of work in one I mean if you think about it the interception then you had the block right in between you had 14 <laughs> tackles which for any strong safety any free safety that's well, any linebacker, that's a huge day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's really, you know, again, what was what's weightier? You know, the the pick six, the block kick at the end, you know, the yeah. the the great tackling throughout the game, uh, all those things. Touchdown saving tackling during the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, it boggles your mind to think like like the Joe Mixon run. If he doesn't make that play, if he doesn't trap Joe Mixon's arm down when Mixon put the stiff arm out there and ran him into the out of bounds after knocking the arm down, which if people don't understand how hard that is when you're sprinting and a guy is locking out on your face or your chest with a straight arm, knocking that, having the wherewithal to run at top speed, knock that arm down and in close quarter combat with a guy and take him out of bounds before he gets to the end zone, that's pretty remarkable. And that's just one of the things that he did throughout the day. When I look back at it, Max, I'm just I just get like, wow, that's that's amazing. Just watching that alone again and again and again. Yeah, I mean, it, it just it gives you a certain guy with long hair vibes. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Could you imagine? Imagine a three safety combo of of Troy. <laughs> Of of Minka and Donnie Shell, I think we could. Oh. You just cream people. You just be creaming uh, them back well, there. Well, l- listen, guys would be limping out of the, out of their <laughs> out of their sets. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it would be like, okay, we have no more receivers. We obviously cannot send them anywhere between the hashes because they've been decapitated. In fact, we had to sew <laughs> one guy's head on in the tent. Uh, another one literally lost Oops. his leg. Duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's over there looking like, remember death becomes her? Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> Jeepers. Get the, get, hey, get the Krylon. Get the Krylon some duct tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to patch her back together, guys. We're no, it's okay. Yes. Exactly. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Well, hey, let, let, uh, Rolf, let's go to break. And okay. then after that. Hmm. Let, 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 let's take some cutouts. Yesterday was Mike Tomlin press conference day, right? Tomlin Tuesday. So, Tomlin Tuesdays was, was a thing. And I think we, you know, I think we have some cutups if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, Wes? All right. Yeah. Correct. I love, I love the enthusiasm. So, you know, what? we're going to step aside <laughs> and we're going to listen to those cuts 
when we come back. But first, I want to remind you of never mind. Um, they're not pulling up. So, <laughs> in other words, the Lam Martina gave yeah, you go. some reads, right? And you're pulling them up on your phone, and it dysfunctioned at the worst moment. Correct? It did. But you know what you can do in the meanwhile? What's that? You can you you can subscribe to SNR's newest podcast, The Godfather of Pittsburgh Sports. <laughs> it's talking nothing but Steelers. It's severed on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. Subscribe today. Available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get podcasts. Way to come in the clutch. You're listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas on SNR and ESPN Radio. Way to nail it. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Gets the snap. He's back. Batted down, intercepted. T.J. Watt jumped up and just took the ball out of the air, and this Steeler defense rises up once again. Let me say this, man. We're probably in a lot better place than we were after the game, and, and usually that's the case, and that's why I don't always say too much um, after game, even though there might be speculation out there. Um, I can definitively say that TJ won't play this week, um, but I won't make any commitments beyond that. Um, we're encouraged, and, and we'll just continue to look at the situation and, and gain opinions and do what's appropriate. Um, you know, we're going to do what's appropriate, as we always do, whether it's him or others, from a health perspective. All right, that was Mike Tomlin yesterday from his press, conf- press conference talking about the injury reports and, and, and obviously the guys that will be playing, will not be playing, or that coach does not want to say will be playing or not playing. And that just reminds me, you should probably subscribe to the Mike Tomlin Game Day podcast. It's, it's done with Bob Labriola, Steelers Digest editor, talks with the head coach about the upcoming game. New episodes drop every game day. So pre-tailgate, or tailgate time, fire it up, download it, whatever you're going to do to get yourself ready for the big games on Sunday, Thursdays, or Mondays. And you can hear Coach Tomlin. It's available on our Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get your podcasts. All right. Let's dive into it, Wolf. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> my, Let me say this. First a, of all, you yeah. heard that call by Billy, great, the great Bill Hillgrove, right? And he, he's talking about that interception. Now, think about this. TJ was about eight inches from Joe Burrow when he threw that ball right at him. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But, but that's like having your face right in front of a jug's gun, right? Cranking that baby yeah. up. And he had the reflexes to catch that ball, which I have not seen reflexes like that since I watched the Bruce Lee movie back in the 70s. Okay, that was serious yeah. reflexes. You cannot out-reflex those reflexes he demonstrated right there. That was amazing. No, absolutely. I mean, it reminded me of Mr. Miyagi catching the flying karate kid. Oh, I mean, yes. It was just, with, with chopsticks. chopsticks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's the level of precision that T.J. Watt had. Um, and, and it was tremendous in-game because you could see the effort that Joe Burrow was putting into this throw, right? Yes. The wind-up, the pressure and pressing in that front knee as he's about to just drive this football. And literally, as soon as it left its hands, it met T.J. Watt's hands. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. That was a long handoff with a lot of velocity is basically what yeah. it was. You know, It was. And he nailed it, pulled it in, and it was just 
tremendous um, what he did. So, you know, like you said, I mean, he's going to be out. But I will say this. The news was good yesterday, yes. right? Yes. The news was good. TJ is not going to be put on IR. He's just going to miss an extended amount of time. But I tell you what, that's going to be scary when he comes back because you have to know that that is going to be a very ornery outside linebacker. Oh, he think is- <laughs> about the, the um, disgruntled disposition he will be demonstrating come game day when he gets it back on, huh? Oh, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's like when you have a scratch-off ticket and you're scratching and you, you have to match three and you see two of the numbers you really want and they got a couple of zeros at the end of them. And then you and then you scratch the last one and it says one dollar. That's how TJ Watt feels right now. <laughs> that's J- just about to it. give you a little thing. Yeah, that's about it. But I mean, but it is better than saying, you know what? I didn't even get a scratch off card because that's what you would have gotten if you go on IR. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me throw this in too before we get away from. I once trained with a Thai kickboxer named Chai Sarasut who was from Thailand. He was a champion over there at the Raja Demnern Stadium. You know, one of the national stadiums in in kickboxing that they have. You know, and you know Thai kickboxing is you know it's part of the MMA MMA type of portfolio of stuff. Because I had a gym, I trained athletes and fighters for twenty years. So I just I met some very eclectic people, and one of them was Chai who. Dan Asano was, since I, I spoke about Bruce Lee, he was one of a first-generation Bruce Lee students, and he carried on the JKD uh, teaching authority from Bruce Lee. And Chai Sarasut was some guy that Dan brought in under his – but here's the thing. Dan verified this for me with his own eyes. He's seen Chai Sarasut throw a roundhouse kick on a, on a heavy bag, kill the fly. Now think about that. Yeah. We're not talking chopsticks, which – that would be very impressive if it wasn't a movie, okay, and it wasn't an actor doing it, <laughs> right? But we're talking about a guy swinging his leg around so fast, so quickly, so hard, and so suddenly, because, you know, flies, you creep up on them, and they'll, like, you know, they buzz off and just they torture you, right? But, no, they got a, this guy, this, this Thai kickboxer, killed a fly with his foot. That's amazing. I know. And, 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 and you know what's also amazing, Wolf? What's that? You struggle with some name pronunciations, and you just spit out two th- very tight <laughs> the name and the stadium. Yeah. Like, it, like it just rolled off your tongue. But yet you put you put one of those names that has my, maybe one too many vowels on it. Done. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, here's one I know. Of Years ago, now you know my wife Faith. She was a two-time yes. national AAU karate champion and co-captain of the Air Force karate team. Very, very athletic. Very, um, very. Uh, uh, you know, oh, she was a good fighter. That's what she is. She still yeah. is. Like I tell the kids, keep your right hand up, man, because you know mom can come around with that right hand of hers. Look out, man. So anyhow, uh, she when her one of her roommates at the air force academy when she was there was a girl from thailand and so they had always made this plan about they were going to go you know at some point in time she's going to go to thailand and uh you know uh see her over uh, i forgot the girl's name but you know see her roommate over there so she went over and she went to raja Demnern stadium which is a uh national stadium where they they host a lot of these you know the kickboxing uh bouts and everything and it's amazing i mean it's Thai kickboxing is a pretty brutal art, but it's, you know it, the whole thing is part of the culture of of in Thailand yeah. over there. So anyhow, that's where the backstory comes from. That 
But certainly, I got to tell you, when you can pick off a fly that quick, I mean, that's <laughs> that's just amazing. And for, for T.J. Watt to catch that ball, you know, while he's jumping up front of an offensive tackle and, and only a couple feet away from, you know, that howitzer that's on the shoulder of, of Joe Burrow, um, to me, that's, again, another amazing thing. No, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, it was tremendous, and we're, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna make any more movie references when when there's uh when there's a real life adaptation that does it in real time. I've learned my lesson. Thank 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 you, Sensei. You have proven that no. I am still the student. I, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going there. Oh no no! I love oh no! It's funny. Kid. I love Pat Morita, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, it's a great thing, but uh, but you you look at it and it's just the, what we're trying to impart. Both of us is is that precision, skill, yes. and speed is just is tremendous, and that has to be trained. You know, there's a lot of things for innate ability, but then when you actually work those skill sets, you hone those skill sets. Iron sharpening iron. It prepares you for those opportunities, right? Yes. And and he and he 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 sees the opportunity, sees the opportunity, and I hope that you know he has a great recovery, a full recovery, in an expeditious manner. But you know he's going to be missed, and that production is going to be missed because think about the impact he had outside of what the stat sheet said. Mm, yeah. Force flow, tackles for loss that were had by other teammates. And the sacks that were had by other teammates because they were enamored with what's going on on the offensive right side. And when you see ninety, you get you get a little you get a little scared, um, you get a little nervous. <laughs> you hear those footsteps, right? Baba Yega, right? The boogeyman, the boogeyman Baba is coming. Baba Yega, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, it's going to be missed. But you know, I'm looking forward to the opportunity of seeing what Malik Reed can do in this opportunity, right? This is where you get to see the dividends of the trade um, kind of pay off for you. You know, you'll know very quickly, was it the right decision? Was it the wrong decision? Keep on looking. Business as usual. We're fine. Nothing to see here. We're going to get to see that against the Patriots um, and see what he can do to continue to build upon, you know, what this defense ha- has now set as a standard of expectation for for, for their for their own play and what, what the team expects out of them. Uh, I just hope they don't have to spend as many minutes on, on the field uh, I hear this you. weekend. Well, I, I love the so. fact that Mike Tomlin said we're probably in a lot better place than we were after the game. And then you find out that T.J. Watt posted, you call it a GIF or something like that, G-I-F? And, and oh, on yeah, his Twitter. GIF, yeah. yeah, and it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. He didn't say, <laughs> get to the chopper. He, no, he said, I'll be back. And I like that. Okay, I I think that was appropriate. That's like saying, yeah, rest and relax, you offensive lineman, for the next couple of weeks, uh, several weeks possibly. But you know what? I'll be back to make you miserable. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm coming back for your nightmares. (laughs) Give me give me your tears, Gypsy. Give me your tears. (laughs) Now go away or I will taunt you a second time. You know, I love yeah. Monty Python was so funny, you know, back in the day when you that one in search of the Holy Grail. Oh my goodness, oh, that was that was that's, too much. That, but, that, uh, that, yeah, that's priceless. <laughs> I mean I mean the the fake horses when they when they would uh <laughs> they were coconuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Clapping together to make the sound of hoofbeats. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> how about, how about, 
when the, the, the night when he when he when he goes up against the, to cross the bridge and he cuts yeah. off, you know, lose a leg, you know, lose an arm. Yeah, like yeah. And he goes, "What are you gonna do? Bleed on me?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he goes, "Let's call it a draw." <laughs> Let's call it a draw. I mean, it was just so so insanely awesome. I mean. Yeah, Monty Python, you know, Mel Brooks. I mean, they were just comedic geniuses, man. I mean, oh, they were. The, oh, gosh. Anywho. Yes. We did. You know, we did not get to any Tomlin pressers. Um, no, no, no. Well, we uh, had, clips. We had, well, we just had Mike talking well, about uh, about the TJ. So we're going to get to some more. It. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. get some that more. Was a re, that was a rejoiner. So, yeah, yeah we we're should gonna, just we're come gonna back and do it. We're going to get to it. We'll get to it and keep doing it. So, yeah. You got DJ West on the ones and twos. You just, you know, you got to come to the DJ booth and make a request. <laughs> there we go. There you go. All we can do is roll. <laughs> do we have time to roll one more, Wes? Yeah, what do you want? Okay. It's, it's DJ West here, oh, all right? I'm sorry. DJ West. Hey, DJ I didn't West. go to DJ school for seven years to not be called DJ <laughs> West. <laughs> DJ <right>? West. <laughs> Did you graduate with anything? <laughs> yeah, degree on the 808s. <laughs> well, That's right. All I can Two turntables <laughs> and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Which, all I got was a certificate of attendance at Syracuse. <laughs> So you actually went to class. That's good. That's an upgrade. Uh, it was just, yeah, I was there at points in time. You know what? Why don't we take a break and come back because we're going to roll some more press conference clips from Mike T. Then we're going to give our opinion of what uh, Mike might be saying, the underline. Because you know what? It's always good to have that when you got a guy who actually played for the guy that's speaking. And we do right here yes. in the locker room. Wes, Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. We'll be back. SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Trubisky out of the eye formation. Gives it, nope, fakes it to the fullback. Flat pass, touchdown, Najee Harris off the left side. Beautiful ball picking by Mitch Trubisky as he faked the handoff to the lead back, Derek Watt, and then just reared up and fired that little strike to Najee Harris. Rambling for the goal line, left side, touchdown. Naj, um, Naj is really optimistic. Um, it's good to be young, <laughs> you know. Um, he appears to be in position, but um, he's going to have to practice and improve his readiness. That's just my perspective. Um, he's a talented guy, but he's a young guy. And so I'm going to want to see some work from him. Uh, we'll take him day by day and see where that leads us in terms of his participation and the quality of that participation. As always, man, we'll simply do what's right for him and and for us. Well, that is Coach Tomlin once again making another statement about a guy who's looking to come back. Najee was very vocal in his in his uh, rebuke of being out, Wolf. Um, but obviously, we just heard Mike Thomas say, yeah, he's a gifted guy, but <laughs> yeah. his actions need to speak louder than those words well, there's if no he wants qu- to get on the field. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I love the fact that Mike holds him to a standard, okay? Yeah, he's a young guy. He's a superstar, no question about it. But at the same time, he's a young buck. And young bucks sometimes, and it's good to be young, as, as Mike pointed out, because you're full of hope, you're full of vim and vigor, and you think you can bounce back at any point in time. So it's all good stuff there, right? But the fact of the matter is, he still needs to prove to Mike 
that he can go out and accomplish all that he's got to do and do so even though he's not getting any work this week in, until Friday, if it's Friday, okay? So I, I just yeah. – I like the consistency in coaching. There are standards. There are things that, you know, uh, uh, Cam Hayward could go and not practice all week and you put him in the game and you run with him because you know what he's capable of doing. And you know, Najee, you're pretty sure what he's capable of doing. But at the same time, he's a young guy, and you got to stay within the standard you have already set. And I love that and appreciate that about Mike. No, absolutely. And 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 this is this is a marathon right now. True. So I don't want to rush you out there, you know, for you to give me the uh, the greatest mile of your life when we have you know essentially 15 more miles to run. I know a marathon's twenty six point two before somebody kills me on Twitter, um, <laughs> but it's the football marathon I'm talking about of seventeen games. And if you're rushing him out to get it ready for week two, and you risk the end of the season him not being available, well, you don't want that. So you want to see where he's at. You you want to make sure that he's fully healthy, that he can do his entire responsibility, and not go into the game with an asterisk like he could do all of this. But no, when you play football. There's no, there's, there's no if ands or buts about it. You just, you, you do, you do, you perform or you don't perform. So, you know, I appreciate that approach um, from Mike Tomlin. All right, what is <clears throat> Wes? Can you please fire up the next one, which I believe is Mike on Alex Highsmith? Sure can. Sorry, nice. DJ West. DJ West. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's why I was thrown Sorry. off there for a second. I, I, yeah, I apologize, DJ West. I just think it's a natural maturation process that he's going through. Um, we drafted him in the third round out of Charlotte. He showed us some things that he was able to carve out a role for himself in his rookie year and be a third outside linebacker and even play in some packages. We created some packages to be inclusive with him. Um, his second year, he moves into a starting role and does an admirable job there, a varsity job there. And so I just think it's reasonable to expect he's going to continue to improve in the ways that he's done that since he's been here. And so... I don't know that any of us are shocked by the, by the performance. As a matter of fact, I think most of us expect it to continue. Um, you're not going to get three sacks each and every week, but, but he's a good player, and he's a man to be reckoned with for sure. You know, Max, I, I, I think about this young man, Alex Highsmith, that is. Uh, you and I have been talking about him for uh, basically ever since he got here. But the fact of the yeah. matter is watching this young man grow, and I agree totally with Mike. It didn't catch I, – I don't believe it caught either of us by surprise. I mean, yeah, three sacks is, is pretty dead gum good, right? But at the same time, you think about what you've seen from this young man, you still see the pressure. I, I, one thing I've maintained all along, look, how many sacks are you going to get when the guy on the other end is, is, is breaking the season record? You know what I mean? Or the yeah. two defensive tackles on the inside, Cam Hayward, which is unreal for an inside rusher, Cam Hayward was a double-digit sacker, all right? Chris Wormley wasn't that far off at seven. I mean, there's only so many sacks that are available over the course of a game and season. And there's a lot of guys when you're gobbling up 55 and one of them happens to be 22-and-a-half, should have been 23-and-a-half. We can't give up on that, Max. But still, no. you know, you expect that you, the distribution of sacks is only so much you can do. No, absolutely. And, you know, it's just like being, you know, a bag boy at a grocery store and nobody's in the store. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like literally you're like, I want to bag stuff. I want to bag stuff. I'm here to bag stuff and there's nothing to bag. 
you know, and uh, and and now this year, guess what? He got to work early. He made sure he was there for that midday rush. I was right? wondering where you're going with the bag boy thing. I like it. It's going to get there. And sometimes, you know, the wheel gets all the way around. Or sometimes, you know. <laughs> that was good. You brought it into play. Yeah. And so now is his time. Now is his time. He has the busy lane. And he, he, he absolutely answered the call. He answered the call. Remember those those kind of almost should have been, could right. have been. Oh, he got the guy off his off his mark. Type of plays are now. Oh, he got the guy down. Oh, this guy this guy's been planted again. He's now starting to finish out what he started from a year ago, and you saw an instant payoff in this first game. But it, it's accumulation of deeds, right? It's not one hit wonders. We don't want one hit wonders. I need a whole album from you. I want to see all these tracks when we when we play it back. I want to be able to listen to every every song and and enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> so Alex Highsmith just did a tremendous job in that game. I was I was and, and like you said, I've been on this kid since college. Yeah, um, because I, I I you know I call games in Conference USA for you know for what five years before actually before. So you I had came, a good look at him guys. in college, right? So I saw him all through college. Um, I remember. I remember saying, hey, you know, to, in the scouting department, hey, there's this, there's this kid down in Charlotte. Might want to take a look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Pretty so. good. <laughs> Pretty good. I was like, he just had two sacks in this game, and they looked really, really Steeler-esque. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Well, let me say this. All right, besides three sacks, and by the way, when you can add a spin that was so clean, like he pulled off, I mean, most coaches will say, especially when you got a quarterback that is is mobile. Okay, um, you got to keep your eyes on him. No spins are out. You know, there are certain weeks where it's the mush rush. All you got is you're gonna, you know, stick your forehead in some guy's chin, lock out, and climb the body. That's the bull rush. Okay, all right, that's the mush rush too. When you have somebody like, uh, you know. Uh, a Watson or, or Lamar Jackson, somebody like that. You got to keep all eyes on this dude all the time. But the fact of the matter is when you spin that clean, you get to the quarterback like that. That It was phenomenal. I mean, I know he's been working on that spin, but that was so clean. As we used to say back in my day, it was so clean he could spin in a three-quart bucket. <laughs> I've never heard that phrase before. Really? Well, thank okay, you for sharing you that with That's me. That's one from the 80s, buddy. Okay, there we go. There we go. Listen, it's so good. It came back around. Now it's new again. It's awesome. <laughs> Love how retro things happen. Um, I'm a retro guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, Wolf. Yes, you are. I concur. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> but it's like it, it's those intentional habits we talk about, right? This is what we saw in training camp carrying over into the regular season. An instant payoff from the diligence that you had, you know, for that month up in Latrobe, right? Yes. And so it's great to see guys and then his and his training camp was cut short with that rib injury. Yeah. So the fact that you still kept at it in your rehab, you still kept your skills sharp to get that production week 1 was uh, was absolutely cool. I'm um, I'm just I I'm excited for the young man. Wes, do DJ Wes, do we have <laughs> Another short clip before we have to take out the hour. Do we have another one to, to listen to? We do. We do. Uh, we can talk a uh, little offense here, a little Jalen Warren. What are you guys thinking? 
I like Jalen. How about Jalen? Yeah, let's go Jalen. Let's let's stay on the player train. All right, this, this is, is this is a good one. This is a platinum hit from DJ West right here. <laughs> you know, okay. he didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, um, there it is. And that's capable of happening for a young guy. And so, but I think that's been indicative of him, of him throughout this process, and that's why. He's gone from being an undrafted guy to a guy that's carving a role out for himself because at no step in team development did he show that circumstances were too big for him. Um, he was competitive, and he's been competitive, and he was on Sunday. And so uh, good for him and good for us. Well, there it is. No yella. No yella. It's always a good sign. Neither of you guys <laughs> urinated down your leg in your first NFL game, did you? No, uh, no, I didn't, but I there's a couple of situations I can tell you about somebody that did. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah, yeah. it wasn't the first game. It was being out on the field in a in a uh environment that was so humid, so hot. They were so dehydrated that um they kind of lost control of their bowel functions, you know, and so uh things happened, shall we say. Yeah, no, 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 no. There was actually a guy I knew um, that didn't play on our team, played on another team, um, that used to do it on purpose before games and would rub his gloves in it because he he didn't want guys to come at him because he was that fearful. <laughs> that's so just imagine this really technique. Wrong there, there's something really there, wrong. There's there. a lot wrong, and that guy was drafted very high um, in a draft that I remember very well. Um, and yeah, after, after three position moves, um, that was where he finally settled in was at the position he was not drafted to be in and had a decent career as that guy, but he was a peer. He was a chronic peer. He was <laughs> pee pee pants. He had trouble. And everybody knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Knew, yeah. Well, it, it was, a, yeah, let's, let's get beyond the, yeah. the, the, the yeah, let's go, here, let's okay? go beyond it. Let's, it let's just, talk about Jalen Warren. The, the kid himself, as, as Mike has really talked about, has not looked out of place at all in any situation. He's a contributor. He's a guy that, whether he's running the ball, catching the ball, or lighting people up on the blitz, because he, he I'm telling you, he almost knocked out uh, uh, Jermaine uh, Pratt, the lock, the linebacker there. I mean, he almost donked that guy completely into unconsciousness. Yeah, no, I mean, Jalen Warren, um, you know, for this young man, he was one of the guys we had as – as our camp standout guy, right? Right. I mean, he just he he did everything you wanted him to do, and he he had no fear of putting his face in the fan, so to speak. Yes. And it was just it was tremendous to watch that. And then you see him; he makes the final cuts. He's now your number two running back. You have to remember that he was the first man in when Najee went down. It wasn't Benny Snell. They said, "No, give me the rookie from Oklahoma State. Get, get give me Willie Parker's cousin." Except for he's built a little different than Willie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> doesn't have the speed. He's not fast as Willie Parker. He's just he's just always falling forward, Warren. Um, <laughs> yes, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So so yeah. So he he just he he made a great impact. Now you know, I, do I feel comfortable with him and Benny manning the duties if Najee can't go? Yeah, I feel like it'll be okay. But I mean, there's but there's something about Najee Harris. I mean, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, the ability to block, the ability to break away big plays. Um, he just he has that triple threat that you want at the running back position, and you want him to come back, but I also want to see him for the entire season. 
or when he does come back, I want to see him for the rest of it. Absolutely. So I don't want him to rush it. I know he's a team player. I know he's a captain, and captains do amazing things. But also, sometimes you have to protect the captain from himself for the betterment of the team in the long run. No doubt about it. All right, we're going to step aside. A former Steeler is joining another former Steeler and teammate in coaching ranks for a team and league neither played for or in. Hey, we'll tell you all about it. We are SNR. 